That's wonderful. Wow, Brandon, you've you've really improved in your piano playing. That's phenomenal. Can you talk and play at the same time? It's di it's difficult. Say that again. I didn't really. It's difficult. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't try to get you to say too much while you do that. Um, this episode of One Two Review is brought to you by the Laughlin, Nevada. Pony races. It's going to be a lot of fun today. We've got some betting to do. We've got a lot of ponies to bet on. Great, great, great ponies. Um, Alex, any ideas? On. Uh... Oh, I thought you were just doing a cold Luke intro that you were going to do on your own. Luke. Classic Luke intro, but you've brought us in. So before we get any further, I'm going to say, let's kick, kick that it. intro. One, two, all right, yeah, Luke is right. Today's uh, today's uh, podcast is sponsored by the Laughlin Nevada Pony Races, and so we are going to be uh, betting on some horses. Uh, so every point today that we give a film is going to be uh, put together into a little pile of points, and then that money or the, those points are going to be turned into money that is going to be bet on ponies, and hopefully by the end we'll have a winner on one of those ponies. Yep. I'm really excited. We are doing off-the-track betting for the first time. Remote betting, I mean, it's been around forever, but not for a long time have we seen the Laughlin Pony races. So I'm excited to bet on those little pones on that 1.3-mile track. It's a long track. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's a tough race for these little ponies. And mm -hmm. it's a yeah, bit of a marathon. And they've got normal-sized jockeys, too, so that's even tougher. Um, yeah, they're not tiny. Jockeys. Yeah, they're working on getting tinier jockeys for the Laughlin races, but they're so new. They just had to take whoever was in the region. So we're excited about that. I might add, we were doing the betting on the new Laughlin Nevada pony race app. Um, it seems to be great ever since they updated it. When it first came out, I was having a lot of errors, but they pushed out a few updates. It seems to be working fine now. You have that open and you're going to be doing the betting. Yeah, correctly? I've got it open. Like you said, that alpha or the beta release on that was really buggy. I lost two, $300 and I don't know where it ended up, but it definitely came out of my account. So now I'm a little more confident in that app and I've got customer support on the other end on a landline. So just in case we have any problems, I can get a hold of them very easily. Well, we're on a bit of a time crunch today just because we missed it. This is one to review. We, we rate and review movies on a scale of 1 to 2. When we get to 20 points between our ratings, we end the show. So we're on a time crunch. Brandon's got some hair appointments to take care of. And um, so let's get right into it, boys. Yeah, let's review a, a flick. Okay. Okay, another exciting movie that we all saw this week. Um, this one came in hot. I got it as an email, and then I sent it around to you guys. Um, this film we all saw this week was called ABC Opera. Um, this is a alphabetical opera. It's about the alphabet and the alphabet's creation, as well as they also sing the alphabet in operatic style. Um, I was a little caught off guard. I think the subtitles helped. I don't know if I'm a fan of opera in general. What did you guys think? Yes, this is uh, I didn't see Dogtown, I believe it is. 
Dogville. It's a, a movie. Am, am I right to say that was a, a kind of a play that they filmed and billed as a, a as a movie? And this felt what I imagine is similar. This is not a great way to start a review, I guess, with uh, unknown uh, information there. But what I guess I'm getting at is this was a play. It felt very much like a play that they kind of pop some cameras onto the stage during. It's a big production, very elaborate. I've seen not many operas in my life. I've seen, you know, Christmas things like that, Nutcracker. This was similar in its its length. It's a very long film, right? I'd say it was three hours, something like that. Yeah, there was an intermission around letter N or so, if I recall correctly. But um, yeah, it is a very long experience. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with this. Being a musician, I think they could have mixed up the melodies. It all sort of followed. It felt like it was the same A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, melody through the whole movie. And that got a little tedious, although the kindergartners and preschoolers I was watching the movie with seemed um, pretty enraptured by it. And they... I don't know, was this, this felt more like a, a learning tool because I saw a lot of ESL folks in the crowd taking notes on the alphabet and um, kids learning their alphabet. So maybe it is a good thing in that it's a learning tool, but as far as entertainment value, I think the music needed a lot of work. If it's a learning tool, it's a very long uh, lesson for a very short lesson. You know, the alphabet is, is 26 letters. You can kind of run through them very quickly many many times if you're looking for that kind of practice and learning them but to just sing through it once very slowly didn't seem for me like it's the best learning tool so i was a little confused about what this film exactly was i didn't know who this film was made for because certainly you know the alphabet is is low on the i don't know learning cultural spectrum whatever and opera is a very refined high art so it's you know it's a smashing of of two extremes, I feel in in a normal person's life. I didn't know who this was made for. It was it was confusing to me. But to catch children developmentally at that young of an age and introduce them to opera, I think that's a brave move. And I think that might be a really good thing for this future generation to be exposed to that kind of culture. I mean, I I you know, like I said, I've seen Nutcracker on the Rocks. I don't. That's a ballet. I don't think that's even an opera. So to introduce someone to opera seems interesting. In that opera, I don't know if is 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 around very much anymore. I I don't think a lot of people, you know, maybe this is an attempt to revive it in some way. But it it almost seems like calligraphy or even dare I say cursive. It is a dying uh, art that is kind of on its way out. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is a dying art, and I for one am sad to see it go, much like cursive. Yeah, that is kind of sad. Well, um, anything else before we review this, before we bet on our ponies? Nope. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Uh, I'm, I'm only going to be able to give uh, ABC Opera a one because, again, uh, just a little confusing mm-hmm. as to what it exactly was. It gives me hope for future generations. ABC Opera gets a two from me. Yeah, I think I'm right in the middle there. It didn't quite push me over the edge to give it a two. I'm going to give this one a one as well. It's just too long. Cool. All right. So that's uh, four. Okay. That's $4. So boys put in $1 each. I got two on this one. You know, I'm a betting man. I like to bet. So here's the lineup of horses. We've got six horses to pick from. Got ready to skate, powder room attendant, mother makes the salad, snazzer jack, another quick money pony, and fill the small horse. Do you guys want to, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm feeling like Mother Makes the Salad is a real winner on this one. Sounds good to me. Four. Put, put five on that one. Yeah. Or four points? Oh, yeah. All right, Brandon, you in on this one? On Mother Makes the Salad? I'm in on this. It sounds like you know what you're talking about. I, I do bet the pony, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Mother Makes a Salad putting four down on uh Mother Makes a Salad right now. The race isn't for another forty five minutes, so we'll find out. Okay, and while the app loads your bets, let's do a quick sponsor break, and when we return, we have another hot movie to review for you. <clears throat> sounds good. Spice up your cuddles with a little bunny. The erotic, ancient practice of bunning is getting a makeover with Bun Ready Lover Kits, just in time for Halloween. Over 70 exotic items to choose from for your customizable Bun Ready kit. Try our Lover's Musk, our Spice Relaxation Oils, or our limited edition Real Pumpkin Feel Booster Pads. If you, or your special someone, is new to bunning, we include free informative pamphlets on the practice. Bun Ready Lover Kits start at $19.99 and Bun Ready offers platinum kits for advanced and adventurous bunners as well. Use promo code REVIEW on your next Bun Ready purchase and receive a free bottle of skin drying ointment. BunReady.com, a funner way to bun. All right, the next film we're going to review is Haley Green Pope. This is a 2017 film directed by Bailey Young. It is about a young girl named Amber who ends up uh, she uh, where the film the film takes place she's a preacher's daughter it takes place as she's returning to her family's church uh, but then we get a couple of flashbacks we go back and we see that she's been in rehab for a while and then we flash back a little further and we see that she's had some serious drug issues, some sexual related kind of, um, I don't know what you call them, incidents. Uh, rough stuff has happened to this girl. She goes into rehab for a bit. She returns to her family's church. And then that's kind of where the film starts to pick up speed as she is uh, feeling the, you know, the the life that she used to have start flowing back in her. And she begins leading processions and starts preaching a little bit and so on and so forth. What did you guys think of this film? Yeah, this was a serious film. Um, I think I enjoyed it. I mean, I like the way that it was kind of told, you know, in the present time, and then it would go to a flashback of her previous kind of life and really just opposed, you know, how her life used to be, how it is now, and how she finds a middle ground between the two. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm a sociopath, but I thought this was really boring, and the flashbacks were probably the most entertaining part of the movies. The different party scenes. Um you know, I didn't like the sexual abuse stuff, but the party scenes were great. It looked like she was having a great time on drugs. And then coming back to be the preacher's daughter and sort of be judged by this. Oh, sorry, guys. And and um, <clears throat> be sort of judged by this small town. And she just has to cook the soup. And oh, sorry again. And um, do a bunch of boring stuff. It's just you kind of... You, kind of feel her pain I, I, like yeah, I, geez why don't you just stick with drugs that looked like a lot more fun you know than this i i will agree with you that the film definitely so the end message i believe is that you know family and the church that she goes back to and all that is the the right choice the positive choice but definitely the way they film it even all of those scenes are kind of in black and white and they're a little they're not comfortable, like you said. They're cold. There's no music in them. And then whenever they cut back to her drug life and her party life and, and even stuff that's not, not so heavy-handed, it's colorful and vibrant and there's music. And 
it does seem like it paints opposing pictures of what the message of the film is. If that makes sense, yeah. do you guys agree? I agree. I think um, I think that's an important tale to tell. I mean, most of the time we hear this opposite story of, you know, you can't do drugs, you can't party, you can't have fun. This movie maybe tells a different story, or, or at least tells both sides of the story. Yeah. That life is rough either way, right? I mean, honestly, it looked like she was having fun, but it was a, it was a wild, up, you know, series of ups and downs in that drug life, but then... Even keeled, steady she goes in the church life. You don't get those highs either. It's just, uh... I, you know, I think the acting is good in it. I think the the lead girl, I think it's Dana Taylor. Uh, she's pretty good. She's a newcomer to the scene. She does a great job uh, playing, kind of playing both roles when she is kind of her pious self. She's excellent. Uh, again, a little boring. All the scenes, there's very little dialogue in the uh, present kind of day scenes. Uh, but she really kills it also as the teenager and seeing her as that yeah. wild child. All right. I'm ready to re- review this movie. Brandon, you got anything else you want to add before yep. we jump into reviews? No. Let's give it a let's give it a All review. Right, you go ahead and start. Well, for me, I'm gonna have to give this movie a one. It just again, it didn't do enough for me. It it felt like it was two conflicting stories and it didn't overall tell me a one cohesive story. So I'm gonna give this a one point. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with you with the one point. I felt like again, like I said, the message seemed to be that piety is is the choice, but it did not present piety in a way that was rewarding in any way. So I feel like it kind of missed the mark a little bit there. So uh, I'm also gonna give Haley Green Pope a uh, one. I'm wondering if you guys are giving this movie a one because you don't want to bet on these ponies. I know you're not into. Well, I know you're not into betting, but I really hope you're not doing that. So. Um, yeah, like I said, this movie was pretty boring. I also give it a one. Um, I want to give it a two. I want to bet on those ponies, but, um, it gets a one for just being too boring. So there we go. We got $3, right? $3. Yep. I'll be sending you my dollars via us postal service here in a couple of days, but, uh, take that as an IOU checks in the mail. So they say, go ahead and bet for me. You got it. No problem. Brandon, you want to read off some of those names? We got... Uh... Yeah, let me... My app is updating currently. Let me wait for... Uh, I got to log in. There's like a couple logins. They're pretty like, secure. Well, it's a betting app. app I mean, you are linking it to your bank accounts. Uh, so we've got Money Bucks, Mouse Ears, Almost Too Fast, No Mouth, Big Tiny, and Bitey to bet on. Anybody? Anybody got any ideas? Any of those hit you? I know we don't have any stats up. Um, but uh, I like no mouth. If he has no mouth, it seems like that's almost an advantage. Yeah, there would be some kind of like aerodynamic advantage. There's no air hitting the teeth or gums. Um, yeah, I'm down with that. Let's go $1 in each on no Let's mouth. And I'm going to just put that in my betting app real quick. Okay. All right, it's set. So let's kick an ad. Alex, you got an ad read for us that you want to do? This week only, your local Chuckles is proud to introduce the new Chuckles Chunk Bucket. 27 pieces of mouthwatering chunks. Slow battered and smoke fried in a take-home souvenir bucket. Chuckles, home of the original. Uh, Okay. Wow, this was an interesting one. Um, did you guys have a chance to see this, Brandon? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we all s- sat down and watched I Love You. This movie, uh, the Dark Prince, Satan falls in love with a housewife. And of course, through that process, he drops some of his otherworldly duties. And um, uh, I love this movie, guys. I really, really like this one, actually. Uh, to 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 be uh, upfront, it is a romantic comedy, one of my least favorite kind of genres in the world. But they they nail it. I think this is a wonderful blend of horror and romantic comedy. Uh, so th- the movie's great because it starts with. So what the devil is doing? I guess the devil is lonely, and so every time he possesses someone, it turns out that that is him kind of just doing a a visit to the earth kind of to get a feel of what's going on there. And he's looking for, you know, a partner, not, not exclusively looking for one. He's just kind of doing his thing, investigating the world, but he possesses this little girl and her mother is so sweet. And the way that she cares for during the exorcism, all that stuff, the devil starts to have a thing for her and he comes back. He manifests as a human and he starts to date her and some funny stuff happens. He has to keep kind of trying to go back to hell occasionally and fix things. There's lots of gore and stuff down there, and it's very spooky. And then he pops back up. There's a great scene when they're at uh, dinner, a fancy dinner together, and he keeps having to go to the bathroom. But every time he's going to the bathroom, he's going down there to quell. There's this big rebellion in hell, and so he has to like slaughter in a weird, awful, gross way all of these murderers and stuff and it he's covered in blood he comes back from the bathroom and she still sees that he has to explain himself and just a lot of kind of wacky moments like that in the film that somehow hit the mark for me they don't sound funny when i even describe them but the film's great the comedic timing's wonderful a lot of the actors are good rob hatch plays the devil he's great uh anything that you guys felt about this film yeah right off the bat i'm gonna agree with you alex i enjoyed this film i think what made it enjoyable was how self-aware it was i mean it seemed like it knew it was a rom-com and it really wore that on its sleeve and we all got to enjoy it yeah definitely rob hatch probably the most lovable devil i've ever seen on the big screen um just a smile that warms your heart up and makes you think maybe evil isn't so bad um Although the hell scenes were truly terrifying. I don't know why this movie was rated PG-13. Yeah, some of that stuff definitely had to have been R-rated stuff. It seemed that way. Very gory, yeah. The guy that eats the eyeballs in hell when he's plucking them out of children, the little unbaptized children, he's eating their eyeballs. Like That stuff seemed uh, pretty dark. A lot of fire, a lot of people burning, a lot of crazy torture i mean kind of unexpected but it's hell so what can you expect it's so great at the end they get together he brings her they're trying to decide where to live whether they're gonna like live in the mortal world or live in hell or whatever they decide to live in hell they but they instead of living in his hell palace she they make a concession that they get this little apartment in this small what it's like the plains of sorrow or the plateau of sorrow something like that they've got this little uh like the tiny house or whatever those all popular yeah. they live in one of those and i don't know just yeah a lot of a lot of topical things like that there's a whole fidget spinner scene stuff like, like all these things that seem like they should annoy me normally in life uh, were expertly pulled off in this film yeah they settled down in, in one of the least um terrifying planes of hell one of the most depressing planes of hell and but sad place. but the beautiful yeah, but thing was that she gets those flowers to grow on the windowsill and uh, uses the flames of hell to bake a pie. 
I thought that was a cool analogy. Yeah. You know, cool, cool visual it's, metaphor. It's for, pretty fun. Um, uh, there can be, you know, love in any place, really. Yeah, the end, the end stuff when they set up that little tiny house and all the stuff, it felt a lot like uh, the Flintstones gags that I used to like, how they had, you know, like a dinosaur that would wash the dishes right. or stuff like that. They've got a bunch of demons doing stuff. They had stuff a tortured rapist and, opening cans and um, an ancient pterodactyl demon. You know, it was a stove. And that was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Pretty humorous. It's a great film. I really recommend it. Again, not for children, though. Uh, don't be convinced by that PG-13 rating. This is a, a disgusting film. Many moments of it. Also, another film taking on the tradition that Seminate started with having a merch booth outside of the theater. This time they were selling I Love You branded devil sticks. Quite humorous. Yeah. Did you get one, Brandon? Of course. That was one of my favorite hobbies. <clears throat> they were a little cheap, but uh, I had a great time poking and prodding uh, my minions with it. Just kidding. I don't have minions. Cool. Well, I give this movie a two. Definitely. Yeah, call me a betting man. I'm going to give uh, $2 on this horse. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I'll throw in two on this one. I'm with you guys. Six points. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. So our choices on this race are uh, Swamp Dog, Flacky Snacks, Putter in Reverse, Skinner, and Snazzer Jack. I mean, I would say Skinner based on, you know, that this movie had a lot of flaying in it. This is a big bet. Sure. Yeah, seems, but seems like an omen. Let's do it. This is six this bucks is six on bucks? Skinner. Let me right. get that in my app. All right. It's so easy with this app for the Laughlin races, but... All right. It's in. We're locked in. All right. Well, should we kick it to a sponsor? <clears throat> yes. This week of One to Review is brought to you by these guys. Hit it. Havetica, Ariel, Courier, and Times New Roman. Don't be shackled in by the five fonts. Break free with fresh fonts. Fresh Fonts offers you handcrafted, thought-provoking fonts from a diverse portfolio of artists, each of whom are experienced letterali with a degree in alphabetics. These disciplined artists will take your request into consideration as they draw an entire alphabet in any language in a customized original font for you. Don't leave important documents to cross platforms like Palatino or Comic Sans. Use the grace of R's, fonts like Gomez, Anne and Jared's Wedding, or Broken Wish. Fresh fonts. Don't be a wing ding. Okay, another movie. This time, of course, I'm excited about it. This is another movie um, we all saw together, I hope. This one was called In Stinger. Now, this has been a trend going on in a lot of the movies that we see lately, a lot of the superhero movies, Marvel, DC. What will happen is after the credits, there will be a scene at the end that will usually hint at the, the next movie or maybe an inside joke. Or a cameo. In this case, in Stinger, the movie itself, it's only 10 minutes. It's about a blind gunslinger. However, if you stay past the credits, there is a whole movie. Wow. What did you guys think? Yeah. I, hmm. It, it seemed less, it seemed like they just put the credits at the start of the film, kind of. You know? Like, I get what they were going for. They wanted an, an extended post-credits scene that is an actual movie uh, but yeah 
you know, it it didn't that's not enough to make a film because the film itself that we see after is is not that exciting. Definitely not as exciting as the uh, blind gunsmith story, even though that's only 10 minutes. I do think it was a clever idea and it got us to see it. Um, wow. I'm a little embarrassed right now. I have to admit I left when they ran the credits. So I didn't even realize. And now putting the pieces together, the name of the movie is Endstinger. Why? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I can't believe I didn't stay for the end of it, for the beginning of the real movie, for the real movie, for the end, for the end stinger in end stinger. I didn't stay for it. So I feel stupid. So, yeah. So there's a 10, there's a 10 minute film about this guy. He's like a gunslinger gunsmith. He makes guns, shoots him, all this stuff. Uh, it's pretty cool. He's blind. It's, it's a great 10 minute short credits happen. And then there's an, what is an hour, 20 hour, 15 minute movie about a a deep sea diver guy, like a completely different story, biologist, completely different story. And it's, it's interesting. It's, he's like a kind of Jacques Cousteau. My sister was a big fan of that guy growing up. He's yeah, he's, he's not French, but he's, he's an American deep sea ologist guy. Here's the thing, though. It's a love story. He falls in love with a lady. What were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, here's the thing, though, Alex. After they turn on the lights and kick everybody out of the theater, there's actually an end stinger to the end stinger, which ties these two films together. Where the deep- No. Yep. I left. They, I, I would assume you left. Yeah, most people did leave when the lights come on. But if you just stay an extra 10 to 15 minutes, there's this stinger bit where the deep sea diving on one of their you know submarine missions discover one of the gunsmith's gun and it ties the two films together so it's a little tricky oh that's neat that's really neat that's really clever it's also a big f you to an audience i think i think that's kind of like what's the point it's just you feel cool if you're in the know and you and you know to stay after the credits I guess and then you I, know to I stay feel after dumb. well you probably don't feel as dumb as me right i feel dumb that i missed the the last thing yeah yeah i paid a, you I missed paid a two movies snacks, two two movies huh well you know what i'm i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give this a two because i'm actually probably going to go back and watch them again. Um, so it's kind of neat that a film has hidden features to it that I didn't know about. So uh, as uh, annoying as it seems to me, I do want to know the whole story. So I will go back and I'm going to give this movie a two. Objectively, I can't really rate the movie that was supposed to be the movie. But from what I saw, I really did enjoy the blind gunslinger story. And um, I give it a two. Yeah, I'm going to give this a two as well, even just for the idea and making me feel cool for seeing two, three movies. <clears throat> All right. So what? We just gave this a six? Six points. Yeah, six points. Boot up the app. Let's look at the horses. And let's let's get um, the money flowing. Have we gotten any results back yet? They're coming up. They're coming up. They're in about 10 minutes. We're going to start seeing one of our horses go for it. I don't know. I just know the race, so... Um, yeah, we're gonna, in, a, in about uh, 10 minutes, we're going to start seeing some results coming in on those bets. Great, great. And if we don't get to it, you know, before we get to 20 points, then we'll update you guys uh, in the next episode. So you might have to stay tuned. We'll see.
The Canners Co-op is a non-profit organization which focuses on saving the planet through recycling. Canners Co-op members sort through dumpsters and trash bins to find discarded and undeclared aluminum cans. City, run there. Drop those cans off. My name is Doug Price. I'm, I'm trapped. I'm trapped inside the habitation. I mean no harm, please. Release me. Please, please, please. Donate cans to fill the collective pocket. Take a share of the profits reaped at the year's end. It's that easy. Canners Co-op. Start saving. All right, boys. Another great sponsor. Let's um, explore another movie that we all got to see. Brandon, did you see this one? Uh, which film is it? It's Clico and Tomas. So the tagline on this one is Goofy interns Freddy and Topanga are charged with getting the last two pandas on Earth to mate. Um, now, this was... Yeah, you did see it? I saw it. Uh, yeah, affirmative. Alex, did you see this one? Yeah, I saw the film. I see every fucking film, guys. <laughs> hey, change jar. Throw throw a dollar in there. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Hey, Alex. ten dollars um, in the cuss jar, Alex. So this was kind of a fun movie. It's about two interns. They're fresh out of high school and they're in the zoo together. And for some reason, the zoo charges them with they give them the responsibility of saving the entire species of panda bears. I, I get a spoiler alert this one, guys. Spoiler. Sorry. I got to The panda dies. Uh, one of the pandas dies. Clico dies. And it's because the interns are, are like, making out. And it's, it's stupid. It was such a stupid, stupid ending for the film. It... I don't know where to start. Like, right. Well, I mean, they shouldn't have tasked interns with doing it. I mean, I get it. It was almost sarcastic. It's just so unbelievable. Right. Well, they didn't think yeah. they didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, these pandas have never mated before. They seem to dislike each other, so they were kind of like, "Oh, let's let the interns do it." Ha ha ha! Laugh, laugh, laugh. And you know, the interns just basically start hanging out with these pandas. They talk about panda things, and they get to like each other, and then they all warm up and. Things start happening as well as things start warming up between the interns, as you said, and they start making out in some of the storage closets and they kind of let things go. I didn't I didn't get it. But yeah, so the one of the pandas gets trapped like in its in its enclosure, it goes under the water and then it gets trapped under there and they could have freed it if they were there. But they're making out for some reason in the like the characters seemed responsible enough that they cared about their jobs enough. And they're like dating. There was no need for them to keep sneaking away and making out. I felt like character wise, it wasn't supported in the script that that would happen. So it seemed, it just seemed weird that, and then the movie ends fairly abruptly. You know, they finally get these pandas to mate and then, and then the female panda dies and that's kind of the end of the film. And it's, it leaves you with this cautionary tale kind of again about, it's almost like an, an one of those slasher films where it's like, don't make out cause bad things well, happen. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It's definitely not satisfying when you fire an intern, especially for such a huge mistake. There's really, there, yeah. Also no, not satisfying when a but panda maybe this either. is more of a cautionary to pandas. Maybe pandas should just start mating on their own. Right, start getting along. 
or give up. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's saying like, hey, this world isn't worth it, pandas. Right. Uh, maybe Klika yeah. was better off than Tomas at the end of the film. I don't know. They weren't getting the care that they deserved. Uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah, I did not like this movie. To be fair, I like the first, what, uh, 15, 20 minutes. I had a nice, you know, start to the film. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry I got so angry, guys. Don't worry about it, it Alex. It really bothered me. I, I appreciate you being honest with us. I know it takes a lot. Um, it takes a lot out of me to get angry. It takes a lot with you to be angry. It takes a lot for you to be honest with us. I know we're all friends, so yeah. thanks. Anyway, anything I missed? Anything you guys have to say about Clico and Tomas? Well, I assume your review. How do you feel about it, uh, Luke? I think it was a lot more than just making out. There's a lot of science behind it. Uh, Clico and Thomas and Tomas were already sort of doomed statistically since they were the last two pandas. And as a species, they just aren't designed to mate properly. And you can see that on all the scenes, you know, Freddie and Topanga lifting Tomas up on Clico and, you know, trying to push his, trying to push his body into the other panda and, and different stuff, putting food on her neck, putting food on her, trying to get him to be interested. And, uh, I, the panda bear is so cute and such a such a mellow and beautiful animal, but it's just so lame. Like, why wouldn't it enjoy that part of its life? Who knows? Um, in a way, I got a lot of my panda frustration out in this movie, and I don't. I'm not one to to cheer on a panda dying, but I didn't feel that bad for it either. I kind of liked the love that sprouted from Fred and Tabanga's internship at the zoo there um, more than my interest in this mating thing. So uh, I actually give this movie a two. I found it very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a one for me. Still, you you heard my uh, my anger. I'm going to give this movie a two. I learned a little bit. I learned, you know, pandas can love just like humans. I learned that humans can love just like pandas. And sometimes movies can end unsatisfyingly, just like life. So two points for me. Yeah, I like that wrap up, Brandon. All right. Well, we've got $5 to bet. It looks like that's our final review. Let's take a look at this list of ponies. Thanks again to the uh, Laughlin Nevada Pony Races for sponsoring this show. This uh, Thanks again for Laughlin Pony Races for sponsoring our podcast. That helped us get the betting money together for this. Um, Take a look at these names here. All right, we've got... You know, my app just loaded in here. Okay, for this final race here, we got Last Chance. We got My Final Hope. We got Darkness Closing In. We have Out for Cigarettes. And we have Jeans, Jeans, Jeans. How do you guys feel about this? I like jeans, jeans, jeans. (laughs) I wear jeans almost all the time, guys. Yeah, three jeans are better than one. And two dads are better than none. It's a gene for each of us. Yeah, that's, that's six pant legs. So let's go with jeans, jeans, jeans. Put the, put our final fiver on there. It's jeans, it sounds jeans, like you jeans. almost have trouble saying it, Brandon. Jeans, jeans, jeans. All right, jeans, Brandon, jeans, are you jeans. are you going to use your app to put this in? That one. is a tough one. Yeah, I got five dollars right here. I'm going to type this in. Okay, okay. Man, there's a lot of screens. You got to verify your age again. Okay. Hey, that's important for betting. Yeah, I just want to. You know, Okay, okay, we're good. Luke, do you have any results? 
I do. Um, on our first bets, let me see here. Coming in first was big old horse ass. Bitey in second. And look, no mouth in third. So we did actually... Um, we did actually hit on that one. We got $6 off that bet on no mouth. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I knew there was something to that no mouth. Nice. We've got... Any other results in? Yeah, we've got... Um, this race is just wrapping up. Oh, wow. She's close. She is very close. And... Nope. Okay. Mother Makes the Salad just got beat out by a bunch of horses. Uh, yeah. Looks like Ready to Skate took that one, followed by Powder Room Attendant and Snazzerjack. So, that's... But yeah, we still won that first one. And then... You win some, oh, you lose some. I did not expect this. Our last two horses, uh, Jeans, 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 and Skinner are in that final race together. And so just just hang tight for that one. Let's, maybe let's run a sponsor real quick, and then we can come back to this one. Today's one to review is brought to you by askagirl.com. Ask a girl. Okay, great sponsor. Uh, yeah, definitely our listeners it. support that. And we've got those results in for that final race. And guess what? Guess what, boys? Come on, We Skinner. won. Both our horses won. Both of our horses won. We won. Yep. We lost. We lost. Jeans, jeans, we jeans won. first. Yeah, both And of them. Uh, yes. what was the other one? And Skinner came in second. We just won uh, $600 off that bet. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, my condolences to Meat Saddle. That horse sadly broke its leg in this race, and the jockey went flying and hurt the jockey's finger. So, uh, you know, these things can get messy. I'm sorry, Meat Saddle. And uh, that racer, yeah, he's a great guy, too. Um, from from all accounts, Always that sad to jockey's hear a great, great guy out there in Laughlin. He um, left everything behind in Lexington to get these these races up on their feet so to say i don't know these it's uh, the one mile the 1.3 mile track is very long for these ponies so there's a lot at stake really um but cheers to us on that 600 that's going to help it's the an endurance along. race absolutely um help with certain things around here we've got some cleaning up to do as far as abacus problems go we still got some stuff to take care of here mom's the word on that though that's about all i can say right now yeah, stay tuned for some big announcements. Um, I don't know. Can't really give you guys a spoiler on this one, but you're going to be very happy. Yeah, this is exciting. This is big news coming your way. So make sure you tune in next episode on episode uh, on episode 11 of 1-2 Review. Do we have some movies? Who wants to do the outro? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's about the end of our show. We did say that we were going to reveal what Brandon's chest tattoo was. First, I'm going to read some listener guesses. Dave436 said some hipster shit. Uh, Marcy the Brady said uh, it's ketchup and mustard. Genius Guy21 says a butterfly. And Big1011 said it's a jelly picture. I don't even know what that means. It's a jelly picture. Uh, the actual tattoo on Brandon's chest is a Sicilian flag. No one got oh. it right. Good tries. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, listening to us. We know you got podcast choices. We're glad you chose us today. Please check us out next week as we review films such as Vitamin Racer, Man vs. Man, Nancy Reagan, Rumbo, and Reps 3, Bays is Loaded. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. Fishfood.com. Okay, guys. That was good. I think we can edit something funny out of that.